0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. On today's episode of the Bolts Broadcast, the unlikeliest of heroes saves the day. Be tuned. three episode 63 of the bolts broadcast mike mitchelson and chase Krasha with you today chase how you feeling on this lovely sunday afternoon
1: I mean, i'm feeling relatively well other than my allergies being horrendous today uh the Tampa Bay lightning are celebrating a playoff series victory against the toronto maple leafs moving on to round two uh you know i, I am very excited for this battle of florida coming up
0: yeah, and us over here on the Bolts broadcast, we're celebrating as well. I've got my, I know you can't tell we are on Skype once again, but I've got my big cat shirt on, my Vasilevsky shirt. Uh, we're going to get a beer a little bit later with the boys. Celebrate a big Bolts victory. And, oh boy, what a series. I don't know if I would have predicted it to go down exactly like that, but we'll continue to talk about that more. Chase, you and I had a little fun last night. Uh... Little bonfire, couple brews, celebrated a buddy's um, sister's birthday. So it's a good time overall.
1: Yeah, yeah. I can't can't complain. It was was a good evening. First time I've done really much of anything in a while since my surgeries.
0: Yeah. And you got to show off your boo-boo too, which is probably your favorite part about these surgeries.
1: Oh, it's great because it does not bother me at all. This stuff never bothered me before. And now I get to, to really freak people out. It's great.
0: Yeah, so on today's episode of the Bolts broadcast, going over game six and game seven of the first round series between the Leafs and the Bolts. then we're going to preview round two against the Florida Panthers. The Battle of Florida going to be one that's oh so exciting. After the commercial break, we're going to be taking a look at some other series. What's happening? Is there still games that need to be decided? Hint, yes, there is. Uh, as of listening, though, there won't be, but because we are recording on Sunday, we still have two games yet to be decided. Uh, we're also going to be taking a look at the Hart and Lindsay finalists, as well as a World Championships check-in. But overall, it's going to be a great show. Let's start off with Game 6. Hop right into it. This was one. We were down 3-2 going into it. This one was uh, at Tampa, so we expected this one to go our way in exactly... How it worked out was a four three victory for our Tampa Bay Lightning.
1: Yeah, it was it was a nice win. It was a good effort by the boys. Uh, it, it really started off, um, you know, Tampa, Tampa Bay Lightning momentum. Toronto scores three right after we score two, and then we kind of run back there and finish up by another two at the end. So it was kind of a kind of kind of a sandwich of scoring, but it, it was it was a good effort, pretty much uh, the whole game. I, I was happy with the way we played, and obviously it set up for an interesting game 7.
0: Yeah, and we we're on Xbox when game 6 was going down and the most memorable thing for me was when we were down 3 to 2 and we we're on the power play and there was just a ton of passing and my stream was on like a three-second delay, and I just say, shoot the damn puck! And then you start laughing your ass off because as my stream catches up, it's Nikita Kucherov on the power play that scores to tie up the game. Braden Point eventually ends it in overtime. So uh, a really fun one, and it was it was uh, really fun too because it was kind of a watch party, even though it wasn't. We weren't you know in the same building, but uh, watching it together on the Xbox party, always fun.
1: Oh, absolutely. And it was funny because we were starting to get mad because... You and your precious trying to get eight, eight hours of sleep. Yeah. Um, you, you're you like, someone just score right. I got to go to bed. For real. A li- little angry. It was pretty funny. It was getting
0: like 1030, 1045 Eastern time. I got to be up by 6 a.m. so I can get to work. And uh, I am big proponent of eight hours of sleep a night. So I was not very happy. But uh, the way it ended, I went to bed very nicely, very peacefully, yeah. had a great rest. Beautiful. Uh, all right, but Saturday night was Game 7. And how this series has worked up to this point, and we're talking regular season and playoffs, when it, come to, when it comes to the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Tampa Bay Lightning, it was back and forth. Up to this Game 7, there were 10 games played through the regular season and playoffs. Toronto, Tampa. Toronto, Tampa. Toronto, Tampa. Toronto, Tampa. Whoever wins this one wins and continues on to round two according to the game log it seemed surely to be toronto once again it was a back and forth series all year long but no the tampa bay lightning are the first team in this series to win back to back and it comes in a game six and game seven for the tampa bay lightning to move on to the round two
1: yeah talk about clutching up and really kind of what it came down to in these last couple games even though vasilevsky didn't really have his best series. He let up three goals in every game except for this game seven. Um, it it still came down to just the better goaltender ended up winning in both these games. Um, you, know, you know, obviously Vassie, game six and then here game seven, he played really well and let up one goal. And uh, it was really thanks to him stepping up. You know, I I mentioned that before that like there's there's a real chance he, he's he can you know get the winning game six step up for game seven. Sure enough, that's what happened. Team played. You know, solid in front of them. Uh, we we didn't get any big time goal scores, but we got some kind of silky Nick Paul mitts for the second for the game winning goal. Um, but it was really just it was, it was a good team effort. It was a good Andre Vasilevsky performance, and Nick Paul stepped up and you know d- did himself some favors.
0: Yeah, and when we traded for Nick Paul, it was Matthew Joseph and a fourth going the other way. You and I were like, okay, it's just a, a depth move. It's not going to be anything that's really going to change the outcome of our playoff run. Oh boy, were we wrong because Nick Paul zero playoff goals up to this point in his career gets two on the most important game of his career. Sends the Tampa Bay lightning to round two to face off against in-state rival little brother, Florida Panthers. Uh, It's going to be such a great game. And I do want to talk about that here in a second chase, but before I do kind of want to talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs, if you're okay with that. And sure. if there's anyone listening that really isn't here for Toronto Maple Leaf Talk, only wants to listen to the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, talk and the preview for the Florida game, feel free to fast forward a couple of minutes. But where does Toronto go from here? Because I've been seeing all over the place, and you know, if you follow anyone in the hockey world, they're very likely uh, going to be some Leafs fans in there. And so, for example, 2BC, I follow him on YouTube, big Leafs guy. Uh, Steve Dangle, big Leafs guy. A lot of people at um, Bardown, they're Leafs people. So, a lot of them were making some excuses for some of the refs, and... uh, That's kind of natural at this point. Like literally any sporting event whatsoever, if it doesn't go your way, that's the very first excuse is the refs. But where did the Toronto Maple Leafs go from this point forward? They choked last year against the Montreal Canadiens. They yet again could not get past the first round this year. Some people are saying we should try to stay put, try one more year. This was a really hard fought series between Tampa. And some are saying, look, it's been, uh, what, five years with this core and we haven't been able to get it done blow it up what are your thoughts
1: see i, I don't really think there should there should be too many changes because this definitely was not a choking of the series by any means it was two very you know hard fighting teams that ended up duking it out and you know the one team came out on top to be the Tampa lightning so i really don't think there's a lot of changes to be made if you can try to find a more consistent goaltender someone that it's got a little more of a clutch factor that's going to help you tremendously. And that, that right there would make him cup favorites, but really like it's, th- th- there's nothing y- that you should change. You shouldn't trade away in your stars. You, the, you can't really add, like you can try to add some depth like you're going to, but it's really not going to be a like big roster changes by any means. Uh, any bigger roster changes is probably going to upset this team back another couple of years. I don't think they could really do anything with any of the big names that would propel them forward. It would only push them backwards. So they got to kind of stand Pat and try to upgrade goalie if they can is really all they can do.
0: And I agree. I think you stay Pat with the core. Um, Austin Matthews was phenomenal this season and Mitch Marner played the best he's ever had in his career. So you've got these, these players that are a part of this core that are, are really hitting a different level right now. And you just kind of have to fight through some of the pain because you just versed the back-to-back Stanley Cup champs and could very well go on to 3 Pete. So to, to go 5 out of 11 with this team is pretty insane uh, when you look at regular season and playoffs. I do want to chime in. Ryan Whitney, uh, he came out and said, Truth bomb, if Leafs ownership gets rid of Dubas or Keefe, they are morons. Um, I saw a couple of people say that the John Tavares deal overall was a bad signing and uh, they kind of regret that that happened. Um, but when you look at the, the players they are going to be losing this offseason or likely to lose, you got Ilya Mikheyev, um Jason Spezza, Colin Blackwell, Mark Giordano, Ilya Labushkin, Jack Campbell, also a UFA this upcoming season. So, uh, there's, there's definitely some things that need to happen for this team to either continue to go forward or, or maybe they're going to decide to go elsewhere.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I agree, but I, I also do agree that moving on from those guys would make no sense, especially um, Kyle Dubas. He's one of the better GMs in the league. He's very quick at you know realizing if a move he made has or hasn't worked and he goes and tries to make another move to correct it or if it doesn't work and if it does work, then he, you know, finds a way to double down on it and, make it um, even more impactful. So he, he, he's a very savvy GM. He should not lose his job. And like, what, what's the plan to move on from Sheldon Kiefer now? He hasn't yep. done anything to lose his job by any means. So they definitely should keep those guys in place, and I'm assuming they will. I agree with you. All right, well,
0: let's now look at the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Florida Panthers as that's the next series. That is round two. That is what we have been wanting for basically the whole season. We want the battle of Florida, the Florida Panthers versus the Tampa Bay Lightning. The Florida Panthers finished with the, uh, what is it? Why am I forgetting the name? The, the best regular season record. And What is it?
1: What's the trophy, Mike?
0: I, I don't know why I'm forgetting it. The,
1: the President's Trophy.
0: President's. I just went to the standings and saw the P next to the Florida. I so saw that. Should have gave it away. But, um, yeah, the Florida Panthers, best team in the regular season. The Tampa Bay Lightning, the best team according to what's written on the Stanley Cup over the past two years. So, this is going to be a great series. One that I am very excited for. But one that maybe is a little bit less exciting, for me at least, after seeing the result of the Florida-Washington series. I felt like Florida maybe would have played a little bit better than they actually did. And I'm feeling pretty good as a Tampa Bay uh, podcast host.
1: You know, I I think Florida really picked up their play in the last couple games of the series. I think they looked much better and I think you're going to see that same team, the team that looked a lot better. And I I really don't think you can go in underestimating them by any means. Do I feel confident for sure? I do. I mean, that's what happens when you're, when you win back to back, you, you feel confident. So they shouldn't, you know, go in where you shouldn't go in trying to change up a bunch of things, but you definitely got to go in and still prepare just the way you would with anybody else.
0: Yeah. I'm definitely not underestimating this Florida Panthers team, but when I look at the Toronto team and how they played against us here in round one, I don't know if you get a much harder matchup here in the playoffs. Maybe if you go down to the finals against the Colorado avalanche, but on this side of the bracket, I don't know. Toronto might've been the best team that we could have faced and we got rid of them in round one. So I'm feeling pretty good about the rest of the way, at least on this side of the bracket.
1: Yeah, no, I, I overall agree. I, the way, the way they played, it's definitely, is hard to envision someone else playing harder, but who knows? We, we, we we could see all sorts of weird things, weird things happen all the time in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So just definitely don't, um, be expecting too much
0: and the round two playoff uh dates i guess have not been announced yet so we are unsure on when game one will be but we're gonna assume very soon here because the calgary dallas series finishes up here sunday night and so does the Rangers and the Penguins series. So very excited to get into round two. Not sure when it starts, but I'm sure we'll have at least one game in the books for our next episode that we can cover. And very excited for this battle of Florida. But yeah, for now, absolutely. we're going to go to a quick commercial break. On the other side of the commercial break, going to be talking about the other playoff series as well as the finalists for the Heart and Lindsay. Hockey fans, the pursuit for the Stanley Cup is on, and the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has an unbelievable offer for the most exciting playoffs in sports. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win and get $100 in free bets, no matter what, win or lose. Looking to turn a small bet into a big payday during the playoffs? With DraftKings Same Game Parlays, you can do just that. Create your own parlay by combining multiple bets, like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more. It's your shot at an even bigger payout. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN. Bet $5 on any NHL team to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code THPN at the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Shout out to our friends over at DraftKings. Thanks so much for sponsoring the show. Any of your betting needs, make sure to head over to the DraftKings Sportsbook. Unless, I do have to say, unless you are planning on putting $780,000 on the Toronto Maple Leafs to win in Game 7, against the Tampa Bay Lightning, because I don't remember the name, but there is a content creator on Twitch and YouTube. Uh, he's got a, a pretty solid following. He posted a picture that he bet $780,000 on the Toronto Maple Leafs to win that game seven, and, well, it didn't go his way, and I, I'm hurting for him. That is a giant chunk of change.
1: I'm, I'm really hoping, just really hoping that it was it was a fake thing. I like that he edited that. I, I, I hope that's not real. He is a
0: big Leafs fan. Again, I wish that I could remember his name right now, um, but he had just tweets on tweets about how the Toronto Maple Leafs were finally going to get it done and all of that, and then the picture of the bet was posted before the game actually started. And, well, the game didn't really work out, and so – Losing 780 K that's never something you want to do kids. And I'm not a big sports better. Chase is the sports better out of all of us or out of uh, the two of us here on the Bolts broadcast. But if I had any advice to give, it
1: would be not to put
0: $780,000 on a game. I
1: I would have to be a multi-billionaire to bet with that kind of money. That's just ridiculous. Yeah. It's uh, a, <laughs> it's, it's a little bit, that's for sure.
0: But Chase, let's not move on. Let's talk about some series around the league. Some of them have finished, and uh, let's get to those. So I believe we—I t- know we talked about Colorado already. Um, I think we talked about Florida Capitals already, or did we not?
1: I—we—I mean we mentioned that we're going to be playing the Panthers. That's about it.
0: But on our last show, was that series still going?
1: Yeah, because they—they just won on um, Thursday, right? I don't remember. Friday, Friday,
0: Friday. Okay. Friday. Well, then let's start with them, the Florida Panthers. They beat the Washington Capitals, and you said that you think they uh, were really picking up their play over those last two games. I still feel pretty comfortable because although they won, uh, they were kind of close games, and I don't really know if Washington is the same type of opponent as like the Toronto Maple Leafs were
1: for us. Yeah, probably not. Um, it's, it's definitely a reason to feel good going into the series, like we mentioned in the first half of the show, but still got to have some concern. Nonetheless, Florida played hard. They stepped up, played really well. Team, like they, they, they just look like a solid hockey team. We knew that coming in. Obviously, being the top team in the league in terms of standings this year, that they, they're not going to be an easy opponent once you go up against them. So you can't, you know, you can't just go in as I've said already a couple times here, just with like expectations that you're just going to whoop them. So you got to prepare as normal. And there's not a lot of practicing in the playoffs. So just you know, game plan, strategize. Just re- really emphasize the point of play our game because Tampa Lightning are just playing their game the way they need to. It, really, no one's competing with them. So, hopefully, that 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 point is um, spread across the room. I'm sure that John Cooper will do just that.
0: Let's go over to the Metro. Talk about Boston and Carolina. This one went seven, and the game seven was the only game that was a one-score game at the end of it. When you look at their first six games, you had five to one, five to two, four to two, uh, more five to twos and five to ones. Like the games weren't very close. But they kept going back and forth. Game seven comes around; it's a three-two victory for Carolina.
1: Yeah, and this one didn't surprise me. I thought Carolina was going to win Game Seven, but the the differences in scores, like throughout a lot of series in these playoffs so far, it's it's been I think the highest, still the highest margin of victory, um, in, in a playoff so far. Like ever since it's really been like recorded that number, uh, like on average per game. So there's a lot of scoring. Um, a lot of teams are running away with a lot of these games. And this is really the first time it didn't happen in this series. But also Boston ended up getting a kind of last minute goal to, to make it uh, three to two when it was originally three to one. So it was kind of like a it wasn't like a like a garbage time type goal, but at the same time, like kind of was. So really, the, the whole game was being played like it like a two goal victory. Anyway, nonetheless, Carolina Hurricanes, I expected them to move on. Sure enough, they did. Uh, they are awaiting the winner of the next series that, we're, that we'll mention. And whoever they play, I'm feeling pretty good.
0: Yeah, Pittsburgh versus the Rangers. And this was one where the Penguins were up 3-1. to one. And then games on Wednesday night and Friday night result in a 5-3 victory for the Rangers. And it is now 3-3. Game 7 gets played later tonight. And it's kind of a scary one for Penguins fans because... At least from my knowledge, they could be back. But Sidney Crosby and Tristan Jari were at least out for game six. Tristan Jari has been out the whole series. But um, are they going to be available for game seven? Because if you don't have Sid and you don't have Tristan Jari for game seven, this might be one where the Rangers just take three in a row and finish off the series.
1: From what I understand, Tristan Jari is a for sure no-go. But Sidney Crosby is the game time decision. So I'm assuming that he will play.
0: So, Chase, while you were giving me your guarantee, I was just taking a peek. And according to all the news sources I'm seeing right now, it looks like Tristan Jari and Sid are both game-time decisions. So uh, there is the possibility of Tristan Jari being there. But uh, I think that as long as Sid plays... I'm going to take the the veteran leadership over in Pittsburgh, over the New York Rangers. It just feels to me like the Penguins have been the better team on ice. It's just the goaltending's kind of been lacking. So depending on, you know, who's playing, who's not, I got to favor the Penguins slightly.
1: See, for me, the Rangers have a two-game win streak momentum going into game seven. Where they are the home team, I am taking the Rangers every day of the week in that situation.
0: Yeah, but the Rangers are kind of like the Leafs, so.
1: Yeah, but the Leafs weren't on a two-game win streak going into Game Seven. Now were they?
0: No, they weren't. But even if they were, it still wouldn't have resulted with them getting a win. So the
1: the, the Leafs are the ones that are normally up three to one and piss the series away, like the, like the Penguins are doing right now.
0: Mm, is it pissing away the series when they're on their what third or fourth
1: string goalie? They're on the third string goalie. Yep, you, 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 got, you got to have three superstar-level goalies. We, you know, we we have three Andre Vasilevskis. It's not the same Andre Vasilevsky ever, that's ever played every game this year. That's just three different Vasilevskis. Oh. Yeah, so that's their fault.
0: You know, I'm not really following what's going down here, but uh, <laughs> I'm totally cool with that. We'll see how that game plays out. Let's go over to the West. Uh, we've known Colorado has been into the second round for quite some time now as they got an easy sweep over the Nashville Predators. But the St. Louis Blues, they're going to be matching up against Colorado Avalanche after beating the Wild in six. This is one that uh, you and I aren't super excited about, but the Wild, they kind of came out flat this series and uh, really didn't show that they were a team that could go up against like a Colorado in the future rounds and win. So they came out, played poorly, St. Louis, take three games uh, back-to-back and win that one in five or win that one in six.
1: Yeah, Minnesota just kind of didn't want it, is what it felt like. It just, these things didn't go their way. It didn't really look like they had it in them. So, they're going to be in a tough spot. You know, they've got a great prospect pool, and I'm really excited for that for the future. But for I don't know how many years, I know for sure next year, um, they have to worry about the cap penalties of Ryan, the Ryan Suter and Zach Parizia buyouts. And those are going to be pretty big cap hits. So, they're going to lose a couple of key guys. If they're not going to be able to re sign Flurry. They're going to they're gonna lose probably Kevin Fiala as well. And they're going to be an interesting spot next year. So they could take a step back before they take another step forward.
0: Yeah, it's going to be an interesting team to keep an eye on. Uh, on the other side, we've got the Oilers beating the Kings in seven. After the Kings take a overtime victory in game five, the Oilers get two goal wins over the Kings in both game six and game seven.
1: Yeah, and they they looked, you know, like pretty solid. I'd say Connor McDavid. Um is really proving why he's the best player in the league. He stepped up and really shown that he's he wants his team, he started losing, he wants his team to move forward, and he's played really well in the series. He took a couple games he really took over a couple periods, took over shifts like we know that he can, and he looked great. And Game 7, a bit of a surprise. You know, I, I didn't really expect a Game 7 shutout for the Edmonton Oilers, to be honest. I mean, when you look at their, their goaltending, it's not very strong. So that was a bit of a surprise, but... Good on them. They're going into the second round, waiting the winner of this next series. Yeah,
0: and we'll talk about that one in just a second. I'm just curious, where do you think or how far do you think this Oilers team can go? Uh, You talked about how Connor McDavid, he's taken over. He's sick of losing. Is that going to continue? I mean, he's still going to take over, but I don't know if he and Dreisaitl alone have enough for this Oilers team to get over the likes of like a Colorado, if they happen to meet up with them in the Western conference finals.
1: See Connor McDavid's probably one of 10 players max in the history of the league who legitimately at any moment can go out there and just say, I want to score and guarantee himself. He's going to score. It, it, it's a hard thing to do, but there's some players that are good enough to do that. But the problem is it's a lot of energy exertion. It's something that you can't just do super frequently. So it's, it's something that you, you, know, you still have to try to ration out your energy. As much as you want to do it, you can't always do it. So if he can find a way where he can maybe bring that out a couple times a game, um, especially in key moments, they they could generally go on a decent run. They, they, they have you know two of the best players in the world. If things go right, they could find their way in this thing. They could I wouldn't say it's impossible. I'm not going to say it's likely either, uh, depending who they play in this next round they play Dallas, I think that's going to be an easy series for them, honestly. I think Dallas just kind of squeaked by with the luck of Jake Ottinger playing really well. I don't know how long he can keep that up. If they're playing the Calgary Flames, it's going to be a lot tougher. That series will go seven, I almost guarantee it, and it can really go one way or the other. Um, and then really at that point, I would assume they'll be meeting the Colorado Avalanche, and that's not going to be an easy team either. But it's not impossible that this team goes on a decent run.
0: And the Calgary Edmonton series is what I want to see this one, Dallas and Calgary going to game seven here. Uh, Like you mentioned, Jake Ottinger has been absolutely tremendous. I don't remember who it was. I don't think it was Jay fresh, but it could have been Jay fresh hockey. They posted a graph on the um, goals for and goals against expected over uh, 60 minutes and the biggest gap, the biggest margin was actually between Calgary and Dallas. Calgary, one of the better teams in the playoffs. Dallas, one of the absolute worst, if not the worst. And someone asked, why is the series so close then? This doesn't make sense. And then they replied with a follow-up showing um, the, I guess, goals expected. Say I, I, Either way, it was Jake Ottinger being the best goalie in the league, in the playoffs. That's it, how he responded
1: it was probably like saves above above expectation yeah
0: probably yeah
1: yeah and yeah cuz Jake O'nder has been the best goalie as far he's probably been the best player in these playoffs cuz he's the only reason Dallas has had any chance of winning games while he's been in that so who knows if he, if he has another great game then maybe they could squeak it out and get in the second round but it's just hard for a young goalie who doesn't have a big track record of doing that yet to really keep it going it's not impossible i guess but i'm not counting on it
0: yeah, here it is. It was Jay Fresh Hockey, and it was playoff goals saved above expected. And Jake Ottinger's first, sitting at plus eleven and a half. Uh, the next closest was Mike Smith at plus eight and a half. So he's been by far the best goaltender in the playoffs this far. Uh, but I mean, the battle of Alberta, like that's what you want to see. You, you got the Florida matchup, all Florida matchup with the Panthers and the or the Panthers and the Bolts, excuse me, and then you could have the battle of alberta on
1: the other side
0: too. That's what I want.
1: I oh, I agree 100%. As much regional battles as we can or as many regional battles as we can get. I'm all for it. Let's continue to
0: talk about a Canadian team though, this one not being in the playoffs that being the Vancouver Canucks as they announced Bruce Boudreau will be back next year.
1: Yeah, I don't really know why this was a question, but in the season ended, they said we have not made any decisions yet. It was very clear once he stepped in that he was the only reason they even had a fighting chance at the playoffs. The team was terrible beforehand. He came in, team started playing a lot better underneath his leadership. So it should not have been as big of a question as it was, but he is back. I'm assuming that if things go right for next year, they find a way in the playoffs, he'll get a legitimate contract too.
0: Yeah. I really want to see Vancouver and Winnipeg start to break more into the playoffs because those are two teams that I just really enjoy watching a lot of the young players that they have. And uh, it's two teams that I would be excited to make the playoffs rather than the likes of like a Nashville, which, you know, doesn't really interest me all the time or Dallas who, uh, you know, they've got some younger players, but they also have a lot of vets that I'm kind of, uh, all right on. And then St. Louis, of course, too. Not really a big fan of them. So, but like, just give me some new teams. That's what I want.
1: I mean, do you remember when you were just like the biggest diehard Dallas fan every year saying they were going to make it to like Diego finals? Then you finally stop, and sure enough, they make it to the finals.
0: Yeah, and that's why I don't like Dallas. Oh,
1: so funny. Yeah, so funny. They're like,
0: well, the reason I became a huge fan of them was Sagan, Ben, and the brand-new jerseys, because I hated their old jerseys. Yeah. And then they came in with the new ones. They had the Flash. They had Tyler Sagan and Jamie Ben, both playing like absolute studs. And they continued to disappoint me, and so I finally gave up on them. And then they were like, oh, Okay, we're gonna do something now, but then they faced the Tampa Bay Lightning, got smacked, so it doesn't even matter. Facts. Uh, All right, Hart and Lindsay finalists. They both have been announced. We're gonna continue to keep an eye on the awards. Let's talk about the Hart Memorial first. Who are the Who are the three finalists?
1: So for the Hart, uh, we got Austin Matthews of the Toronto Maple Leafs, Connor McDavid of the Edmonton Oilers, and Igor Shesterkin of the New York Rangers. So. Three guys that are definitely deserving. Sucks for Jonathan Huberto to not end up getting in there. But I, I you know, at me, I have to have McDavid and Shesterkin in there. McDavid's best player in the league. led the league and scoring, he has to be in there. Igor Shesterkin played so well as a goaltender that when you look at him in that between Gorgiev and net, it was just two completely different hockey teams. He deserved it. And then Austin Matthews is probably legitimately the next deserving guy. Uh, 60 goals, played great defensively. So it's tough for Huberto in a year where he sets the assist record for left wingers. Uh, doesn't get a heart nomination.
0: Yeah, it's too bad that it's only a regular season award too, because if it wasn't, I'm sure we'd see Hubert Owen here instead of Shasturkin, because like you mentioned, two different teams with Shisturkin and Gorgiev in net during the regular season and in the playoffs, as Gorgiev has been one of the better goalies according to that J Fresh hockey stat and Igor Shisturkin. Well he's had a, a a rough run at things against the Penguins here.
1: Yeah, and again, I just still think it's just his team not playing very well in front of him, because the Rangers aren't playing very good. They're just finding ways to win, and I, I think they're going to play a little better in Game 7 with the momentum in their side, but it, it's yeah, it, it's definitely tough that he's letting up as much as he is. Yeah,
0: let's now look at the Ted Lindsay Award, finalists being Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid, and Roman Yossi.
1: Yeah, so Ted Lindsay is a it's a, it's a unique award that should get more credit than it does because this is voted on by your peers. Um, so th- this is you know the best player in the league voted on by the other players in the league. So this is, should be a more prestigious award than the heart because the heart's just like a media award. But at the end of the day, everyone values the heart Trophy as the regular season award. I think Ted Lindsay should get more credit that these three guys are up there is not a surprise to me at all. I mean, Roman Yossi played great, especially offensively. And then we talked about the other two guys. So it, it's not a surprise at all, and it's an award that should get more talking.
0: Yeah, I agree, and to see Roman Yossi up there voted so highly on his peers, I feel like maybe the media who are going to be voting on the Norris Trophy should take some looks at that and be like, oh, wow, the players in the league think Roman Yossi, who's a Norris finalist, has been so good, one of the top three players in the league, maybe uh, he should be our slam dunk for the Norris.
1: I I think he already is the slam dunk, to be honest. Okay. Even without it.
0: Let's talk about the World Championship. Take a little sneak peek. What's happening over there?
1: Yeah, so we're only two games in. I got to keep in mind, no Russia, no Belarus because of the IIHF sanctions. So we get to see France and Austria promoted instead. But you know, some of the teams in this so far, um, you know, or in in this, I should say, in general. Of course, you've got the Canada, U.S., Sweden, Finland, Swahili, blah blah blah. Those those countries, but. Some of the minor countries, you know, I mentioned, too, then you got you know, Great Britain, uh, Norway, Kazakhstan, Italy, all these guys playing well. Um, today, Italy played Canada, score the first goal of the game. It was looking looking pretty well, actually, but Canada ended up getting a uh, 6-1 win in that one. So really, other than that, there hasn't been any too crazy of upsets or anything like that, in uh, my opinion, at least. But I always like the world championships just because it's, you know, it, it's an interesting tournament. Where it's just it's you know a lot of the best players that are you know in, in the world that just aren't currently playing in the NHL playoffs. So you get to see some high end hockey sometimes. Um, and you know some teams are obviously just aren't really up to up to the you know caliber with the other ones. When I mean, you're looking at like the Italy's and the Frances and stuff. But mm-hmm. it's still cool to see them get the opportunity to play on this stage. Um, so far, you know it's as, as I mentioned, this has been nothing you know really too crazy by by any means. But um, yeah, well, it's something that we're definitely keep an eye on and talk about more as it goes on.
0: Yeah, and keep an eye on May twenty third. Absolutely giant matchup between Kazakhstan and Italy. Whew, Hell that's yeah. gonna be one I am looking forward to. But hey, this is just more reason to root us. Let's go USA! Always rooting for the home uh, country and national play. And national play is. Some of the most fun hockey to watch. So, going to continue to keep an eye, like Chase said. But that's going to do it for the show. We're going to go to a quick hockey name of the day. Uh, okay, this one's uh, this one's a little a little bit tougher. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, we'll go Hakon Loken Peterson,
1: Hawkin, Loken Peterson. Okay, yeah. So, our boy Hawkin, Loken Peterson. He is. What do you think?
0: Uh, Where I from? would, he's definitely, um,
1: Scandinavian. Mm-hmm.
0: I will go finish.
1: He is Danish. Mm. Yeah. So, so Hakan Luken is a Danish defenseman who's current, or why did I say Danish? He's freaking Norwegian. I don't know. have no idea why I said <laughs> Danish.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: I'm looking at this flag and I'm seeing, the, I'm seeing the Norwegian flag in front of my eyes. And then I just said Danish as I came out. Okay. Nice. Anyway, he's a Norwegian defenseman, uh, currently playing. In the top Norwegian league last year, uh, eight points in for 44 games played for uh, Sparta, Sarpsborg. He is, I, be, I don't know if he's on the world championship team. I'm assuming he's not because I don't see anything on here. But um, any, yeah, anyway, solid you know, hockey player nonetheless. Uh, perfectly fine for his you know, country, but I don't think he's someone will really be seeing too much around the hockey world.
0: Yeah, and it's really easy to pick out the Scandinavian names. Like, it's, uh, yeah, it's just easy. Yes. so That one was uh even though I didn't get the exact country, you know, same same region. I was close
1: enough. I, I guess we'll give it to you. All
0: right. Well, that's gonna do it for the show. Want to thank you so much for coming out. With Chase and with an outro.
1: As always, I want to thank you guys for listening. If you want to check us on Patreon, support us over there, we'd really appreciate it. If you want to follow us on Twitter at podcasts it's at Podcast. You can follow the hockey podcast network on Twitter. At Hockey Podnet, that's at hockey podnet. Why well, right? Follow WMP on Twitter. At WMP Sports Pod. That's WMP Sports Pod. Make sure go to the Hockey Podcast find all the podcasts on Network right there. Boom. Click the logo. Listen easy peasy lemon squeezy. Review listening rate is five stars. Send us your questions, comments, concerns, and whatever you to use. for not. Do not forget to use GoTHP on the DraftKings. Jeez.
0: Thanks so much for stopping by. We'll talk to you next time.